0: Podcast world, this is soccer the great with my brother co host, the man that knows all the beer. Okay, uh, I have
1: to give that up though. No, no, no look, 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 look,
0: nah, 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 definitely not, man. I, I think you're <laughs> <laughs> once in a while it's <laughs> yeah, good,
1: yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> all the <MA> beers now, <laughs>
0: but whatever you know is, is, is best for you. But I know you, you're the man that knows the beers, and you're the man that uh can actually help us when it comes to uh knowing which you know which beer we uh. We might be into.
1: I think we need to pick Pedro's brain, the other Pedro. Oh,
0: no, definitely. He, he's
1: uh, like for real, beer connoisseur and cigars, right? Um, As, uh, pipes. pipes. Pipes.
0: Tell uh, us about Pedro, man. Pedro, tell us about Pedro. Yeah. So, <laughs> so CrossFit, like uh, I was thump, telling you guys, right? thump.
1: CrossFit Thump, thump. and okay. Color Bay. Colour so it dropped body. in. I, I love. Dropping in to gyms, I mean, it's anytime, one of anytime th- yeah, yeah. it's one of the things
0: you've been doing a uh, uh, while when you used to like go to different places, I remember,
1: yeah, for and, training and all that stuff. And the cool thing is, you could be any, anywhere in the world, you know, if you're in Spain and you know, you have like 23.1, some time, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> <dry>. <laughs> exactly. Every day the
0: same day when he was traveling, coming home,
1: yeah, like when, coming room, home, yeah, went to coming home, home,
0: yeah, coming home, yeah, who's that.
1: Eric. Eric, and yeah, that, and it, yeah, yeah that's have. something you guys do too. Oh, he when, did they that do, when they were, you know, and I think it, they, they did it in Vietnam too. Yeah,
0: Vietnam sorry, you
1: know. Yes, and it, it feels like you could be any anywhere in the world, and they're at that little part of home because you you know it's like going to McDonald's, right? Like it's, yeah, it's the same. You could be anywhere, and you could just kind of go and whatever. It's but it's, I mean
0: it, it tells about the whole idea of and uh, I know I know Pedro, I actually, actually can can validate for me that that the whole idea of um, CrossFit is a community, is a family. You know, we all. Ch- Support each other, it doesn't really matter where you at. You know, it's, it's more than just like a place to go and work out and then go home. It's a place to kinda like, you know, have good experiences and, and people helping you out, you know, helping each other.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you see a lot of the similarities, but then also what's interesting too is seeing some of the differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can go let's say you're just always at the same box all the time and there may be certain things that you don't pick up. You you of course pick things up, but you notice it especially if let's say there's new members that come in and out. You just, just by watching people or just picking up little things, you know. So, but jumping, you jumping into a completely different situation, it's a whole new thing. Picking up things from new coaches. Um, a and they're yeah, different programming, oh, right, right. exactly. <laughs> and then, and then you being kind of the guest there, there's usually a little, maybe more eyes on you because they, they've never seen you before. Right. And then, you know, as long as you're receptive to, to training or, or to um, recommendations from a coach. I mean, there's so many different things you could pick up where maybe your normal coach is like, he's already addressed all those things, or different things with you. So it, it, it's pretty good. So, so with that, Pedro, thank you for, for joining sure us. Absolutely. Thank you, Appreciate you man. Mind.
2: Appreciate it.
1: Don't, don't get confused with which, which Pedro you're <laughs> uh, So yeah, tell us a little bit about CrossFit Thump yourself.
2: Um, CrossFit Thump, well, it was back in uh, 2011 when we started CrossFit Thump. I partnered up with uh, Steve Arantock from Thump Fight Gym. And then uh, we got off to a pretty good start. I guess I hit the right time to start because like our first group on campaign made like $70,000. Like it was just insane. Like I hit the right time to, oh, I Boy, guess like the high, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that allowed me to catch up and and, um, and start with an even footing as a partner instead of owing him money. I was able to pay off all the debt that I had, I had. and I was an equal partner with him. And then um, the building we were in was bought out and the new owner, was uh, looking to let the building go into bad shape because he wanted to tear it down and put an assisted living facility in there. Mm. So things were getting pretty bad. Um, as far as like membership was dropping, uh, the building was it was really bad. Like The overhead uh, the offices overhead were the bathrooms were drained into, into the gym. Wow.
1: And The guy didn't care. He was this like, is the original building he, yeah. that you guys were in, right? Yeah,
2: over by where um, across from where uh, Hole in the Wall is in Kings Creek. Okay. Um, yeah. So it yeah, got to the point where we're like, you know what, we're tired of fighting this guy. We're just going to uh, go our separate ways. And he found a gym very close to the the original location, but he didn't want to take the CrossFit with him. So at that point, I bought him out, and I was the sole owner of the CrossFit Thump, and I started to come closer to my house, which is over on Eureka and Color Bay. And so that's where I ended up where I did. Um, Unfortunately, well, no idea. Obviously, then, but within six months, we're going to get shut down. Uh, So it was a bad time to move, but I was still able to survive the shutdown, the lockdown, and continue to grow the gym. So I was very fortunate there.
1: Yeah. So Thump, uh, the... The, it was a boxing gym? The
2: original name, Thump, is from his fighting gym. Fighting gym, okay. Um, he was, uh, Steve's done a lot of stuff. He, uh, he was in Glenn, Glenn Johnson, is that the boxer's name, who beat uh, Roy Jones. Oh, wow. Uh, he was in his corner when Glenn Johnson beat Roy Jones, if I'm getting the name correctly. And so that put them on the map a lot. So they had a lot of like professional and high-ranked amateur boxers going to him at that time. And he's, he's a black woman in jiu-jitsu. Um, uh, one of the things we did... As we, I got a chance to train a lot of the special forces guys. Or Kim coming in from Oregon, they wanted to do hand to hand with Steve. So Steve was hired to do hand to hand, and they hired me to take them to the crossfit workouts. And that's interesting, okay. man. When you see when you see like the special forces guys going through a crossfit workout, it's just they don't they don't quit. So it's like very interesting contrast from your regular gym goer or person. You're like, hey, come on, high intensity. These guys just don't stop. So it was very interesting having a program for them. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of cool so I got a lot of good experience out of that stuff
1: yeah and so that was all under one building yeah pretty much a split it it was a global gym
2: Uh, so there was a regular gym attached to the boxing room and then I took over the boxing room that's where the crossfit was so it was kind of all in one stop Uh, it was a small global gym with the crossfit and fight gym so it was we had a lot a lot of members there Um, and then of course now it's now I'm just I'm just crossfit now
1: yeah
2: but he still does fight stuff um, at Muhammad Ali kinda of transitioned it from his new location to tropical park. So like I said, he, he's in charge of the Tropical Park uh, Muhammad Ali Boxing Center. Okay. As well.
1: So he's, he's a really cool dude. So. do you do any of the Jiu Jitsu stuff as well?
2: When I was younger at the Japanese jiu-jitsu. I have not done organized jiu jitsu in a long time. <laughs> yeah. For a long time.
1: It, so. it, interesting stuff. I I mean I it's one of those things you wanna get into. I've I've gotten into it before on the military side, but then on the classroom settings are a little kind of touch and go for me. I'm just I'm a little older now. I'm like getting hit. People like to wear gloves and they scratch you up, and I'm like I, I can't anymore. When I was younger, I think that was definitely the, like Mick map, map and all that stuff. I mean, I, I mean I, that was maybe a little after George's time, but they yeah. had they had hand to hand. George is here,
0: man. George, see George is here.
1: He's here. Uh, uh, on the Marine side, but they, yeah. Any any,
0: any story on that, George?
1: <laughs> what, what did they have, George? The, yeah, they the, had hand-to-hand combat. That's what they had. The yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they came yeah. up with Mi'kmaq. never, changes. They never uh, Which they martial they tried to incorporate some, uh, they call it Marine Corps martial arts, and they incorporated some jujitsu, some different type of martial arts uh, in it. Well, they threw me in a little,
2: little box. it. So even closer, man, just, just go out He just beat, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, shit, man. And there's nowhere to run. You can't run anywhere because it's
0: <laughs> close then. Wow. So Do you have any glasses? Crazy. Yes. Go, wow. go ahead. Uh, what, what, made you,
2: um, Pedro, what made you go into like, CrossFit? All right, so for many years, I was a very successful bodybuilder. Um, okay. I was Mr. Costa Rica under, under, Mr. Costa Rica. Yeah, under, wow. under Olympic format. Um, I had seven gold medals, six silver, five bronze, under Olympic format, not not the Olympics. Um, I went to the American (laughs) Championships, so I was a very successful bodybuilder in Costa Rica. I was trying to get my, um, qualify for nationals here in the States to see if I could go pro.
0: Um,
2: I had a really good coach. His name was Bill Courtright. Uh, He was uh, Mr. Wisconsin. He's great history there. He's guy's a great, phenomenal trainer. So he was always on, on me about doing my cardio, traditional style. I used to always ignore him. I'd go play basketball. For like hours at a time for my cardio, <laughs> and sure enough, I was uh, I was pretty heavy at the time. It was my height; I was about two twenty five, yeah. and uh, I was playing basketball.
0: So it was uh, you, so you were competing as a heavyweight in the. Uh, well, no, I was
2: I, I was I was down to light heavyweight. Light, okay, So, oh, so my, my, into, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah, I'd get down to about one ninety. Also, shred from two twenty five to
0: one ninety. Oh yeah,
2: I get down to three percent body fat, and it was, that that Whoa. whole process yeah. is really interesting on how the the science behind it and the nutrition and everything else. But, yeah, I spun baseline, and, and there was a guy covering me who had uh, the old-school offensive lineman, like, braces. Mm-hmm. He hit me right on the side of my kneecap, dislocated my kneecap, oh. and uh, severed my patellar tendon. Oh.
0: Um,
2: and it took me a while to, to have surgery. I had to fly down to Costa Rica for the surgery about six months later. I was walking around with my kneecap and my, and my quad, and I just had so much muscle mass in my leg that I was able to still walk. Mm-hmm. So by the time I had the surgery, um, I lost the uh, symmetry. So I knew my bodybuilding career was over. And then almost a year later, I got a blood infection in the knee, uh, and I had to be flowing down on emergency to Costa Rica for a second surgery. So I was looking to transition out of bodybuilding. Um, I was going to transition out of the fitness industry altogether. And um, buddy of mine said, "Hey man, you want to try CrossFit?" So I tried it. I loved it. It allowed me to stay competitive and feel like I was still strong, mm-hmm. even though I'm getting older. I'm 51 now, so it's. Um, but I'm able to still do some things to compete with the younger guys. So it, it made me feel like like the, the weights were still relevant to me. Mm-hmm. So I transitioned to that. And I've always enjoyed high-intensity working out. So it was a nice, uh, smooth transition from the bodybuilding to the CrossFit. And there was a lot of overlay from being a powerlifter or being a Olympic weightlifter as, for my training that as a bodybuilder I carried over to the CrossFit. So CrossFit, I just basically had to come in there. with. A, I came in with a good skill set. I had to get my cardio better and my gymnastics better. But um, that, was, that was basically it. Did you do any sport when you were young? Or? All of them, man, like. Basketball, soccer, football.
0: Because no, so. you 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 mentioned uh, and and that's one thing like you know most of the uh, I guess big name crossfit hat is the whole idea of weightlifting that they did that that type of uh, um, sport when they were young, just like you.
2: Yeah, I did it. I did it uh, not as a competitive sport. I did like uh, basically Olympic weight training for uh, sports specific. So a lot of hand cleans, a lot of power cleans, a lot like same thing like football players do, basketball players do. Uh, so you do do Olympic lifts, but you're not training for Olympic lifting competition. So the program's a little bit different. But you know, I think of uh, I think maybe Peter would agree with me of the, all the things that you can try and get good at in CrossFit. The one that takes the longest is getting stronger. Right. You can cheat to get stronger, but it takes you time to get stronger. So it just it just takes time. You can't can't cheat that. do you do you find
0: that it was easier to transition from bodybuilder into um, CrossFit? Like since you already kind of like. We're working now and you knew, you knew some of the movement?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I, I remember um, when I took the level one certification for CrossFit, they, they, they talk about how, like, for example, the overhead squats, one of the most difficult movements mm-hmm. to do. So I was reading that and I'm like, oh, well, let me see what I can do. And I remember I got to a pretty heavy overhead squat right away and I was like, I'm
1: not sure why these guys <laughs> are
2: talking about this being difficult. So the fact that I already had a really good strength already there definitely was a nice transition to, to go into CrossFit. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously as I'm getting older, uh, my transition and my focus is now gymnastics and cardio because at some point, it doesn't matter how old you get, it's gonna, you know, your strength's going to go down.
0: Well, you know, I, I find that also, you know, going back to what just, I just said and what you just mentioned, that I, I find that one thing they have in common, like the, the top rank people that do CrossFit is gymnastic and heavy uh, lifting, you know, careers and all of that stuff. Have you noticed that? That like, you know, they are good in the ring, doing the ring or whatever, doing this, this doing, you know, the kipping or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, and then, or they actually good when it comes to the lifting part and all that stuff. So um, I guess, you know, listening to what you're saying, you already had kind of like the, the basics
2: correct
0: of kind of like going into CrossFit and just you know, kind mm-hmm. of like saying, Look, oh, you know, this is not gonna say it's easy for me, but kind of simple. This is something that I already had in my DNA kind of thing.
2: Right, so Matthew Frazier, who's, I think he just retired. Yeah, Matthew Frazier, uh, yeah, yeah, he did. He was an yeah. Olympic weightlifter. Exactly. He was right, a really good right, one. I mean, right, they had him right. training in Colorado, which is the right. center for all the Olympic lifters. That's when he got him. hurt, right? And, and, uh, wasn't, I don't know his story, hurt. but he got hurt, but I think he just, but he, when he made that transition, he's just, you know, even if he lifts lightweight for a professional Olympic weightlifter, it's, it's crushing the, the CrossFitters. I mean, the guy's just, he's right. really strong. And I forget the girl, She was very, from Canada or something, she was a gymnastics, she was, she was a gymnast,
1: LeBlanc, yeah. yeah, and
2: she was always like top five in the early stages of CrossFit, always going to the games and getting third place and stuff like that, and she, so gymnast, um, what's the weightlifter Maddie, now, Maddie Rogers, she's with Greg Everett now, she started with Danny Camargo, um, Danny Camargo's in central Florida, and uh, then she went from him to uh, Greg Everett's. Training with Amy Everett, which is Greg's
1: wife. Greg yeah. Everett, yeah. a friend of the yeah. podcast. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we had him on. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out. Oh,
2: yeah. She get Greg on? yeah, yeah, he's a great, great awesome, person. Dude. Dude. Yeah. yeah, that guy's, yeah. guy's my go-to for anything. I, I, I need to brush up on coaching. I, I, I <laughs> love going to that guy.
1: Um, <laughs> he always seems to, whatever he puts out, and it's just a coincidence, but it just seems that way. I'm like you know, whatever's on the programming in that day, I'm like, hey, Greg Everett, just put something out yeah. about, you know, cleans or something about it. I remember when I was plan.
2: reading his book, and I love his book, because it's, it's all highlighted and torn up, and I've read through it so many times. It's like, just the way he writes, I clearly understand what he's talking about. Exactly, yeah, it makes he's it really clear. clear straight yeah. to the yeah. point. So it was very, very clear, easy to follow yeah. his own. We actually
0: got, uh, interview him, remember? that He yeah. was yeah, really clear. Really he was really clear, man. I you know. It no, makes it understandable.
2: Yeah, that guy's good. I always yeah. tell my, my members, too, like, Yes, thank you. Because yes, they always call me grumpy. or You always like look so him. serious. Pain. I follow like, oh, him like 24-7. Gotta,
0: gotta be Greg. <laughs> I follow him 24-7. As a matter of fact, I was actually, I think it was last night or the night before that it was, he put up something on the, um, on the, uh, how to kind of like jump uh, the box and all that stuff, like you know, uh, uh, Box jumping, a lot of stuff. How yeah, yeah, do you pl-
1: Plyometrics. Yeah, plyometrics right, exactly. Hard, yeah. So it was
0: great. But like, you know, like I, I I couldn't get enough Like, I had to go back again and just see everything over again because, you know, he makes a lot of sense. Or not. And that's the good thing about, about him that he makes a lot of sense. It's
2: a lager, just
1: like the Yingling
2: so. Okay.
0: So
1: Arzen. So George is our unofficial beer critic. <laughs> he's uh they go to all the way. It's not APA. But <laughs> no, Englins Lager. This is yeah. a
2: Marsen Lager. This is a fest beer, a German style Lager. It's a beer that tastes like beer. Yeah, oh, right. Man's beer. There you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, funny to me. Uh, which so one is that? It's Sorry. a Marsen Lager. You guys gonna have some of it? It's um, it's really well made. Okay. Um, I don't think a little bit. Where's that I'm from? Sure. I'll tell you in a second. I haven't looked at the label yet, but um, basically, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I get into Very these much. arguments with these uh craft beer I'm trying, kids. Sir? I you know I, I tell them if you don't like beer that tastes like beer you're not a craft you're not a beer drinker. Right. You can like you can like IPAs, you can like whatever you like, but if you don't like beer that tastes like beer, yeah. are you really are you really a beer drinker?
1: Yeah. It's always weird cuz it goes it starts off with, you know, kind of the classic beer, let's say lager, whatever uh, and then it, like, people start pushing the boundaries, right? But if if you're way out here in in, in these extremes like let's say some of the juicy uh beer fruit kind of right? and if that's <laughs> the, if that's where you started liking it right that's kinda you that's very niche. Yeah, yeah. I mean
2: I, I have something I could say about that but I don't I don't want
1: to Hey people. man you can say anything you want bro <laughs> yeah, I
0: know, I, know well, I can we're not
2: politically correct you man. <laughs> I know, I know but if someone hears the podcast I don't want them coming after my chip. <laughs> but um the um yeah no I get that. Like the sour like the kettle sours um um are the ones that are really fruity. That's a kettle sour. Mm-hmm. You can make those mm-hmm. I think within 24-48 hours. Those are different from your uh, farmhouse ales, which are sour in a different way. Right. And the farmhouse ales are fantastic because they're my favorite type of beer. Yeah. Um,
1: saisons.
2: And and saisons. Stuff. I love yeah. barley wines. Uh, different types, of course, uh, but the farmhouse because they're separate types of beer. Um, I like non adjunct stouts. I don't like pastry stouts. I can do with the occasional hazy IPA, but I can't do too many of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and I do like my lagers and pilsners. Uh, I'm more of a pilsner fan than lager. Okay. But they're gotcha. such close cousins. That's, that's
0: really yeah, crazy. they are yeah, right.
2: They are, sure. Yeah. But uh, so to go back to Maddie Rogers, so she she was a gymnast, and now she she has went to the Olympics and to represent USA, and she's like one of the top female lifters in the country. Wow! And so to go back to your point, she came from a gymnastic background, transitioned very easily into Olympic weightlifting. So you have a lot of USAW, as a matter of fact, uh, the governing body for Olympic weightlifting, has been going to a lot of gymnast, gym, gymnastic gyms because of the success Maddie's had to see if they can. Duplicate. Yeah, pull more <laughs> lifters uh, out of those gyms because the body control you need to have for gymnastics translates really well for the Olympic weightlifting. Yeah.
0: So. And you know, and and, and one thing I, I admire you know from gymnastics gymnastic and and swimming is that they build so much muscle, man. That it takes a long time for a lot of people to actually go to the gym and you know and push the weight. Yeah. You know the <laughs> upper body, there, the shoulders. You know it's like shoulders and and, and the um, traps, traps and all that stuff. That like basics to kind of like lifting and all that stuff. You see that their muscle, like you know, upper body is just like so strong and so like you know, that you kind of like figure that they could just you know, bench press whatever pound they want. You know, it's like whoa. You know, and that's all natural. It's just like you know, working out. Their you know. Is- Oh yeah, and the mobility is like on point. True. Like I, I'm always having problems and Pedro be like telling me, no, you have to do this, the, uh Socrates, you know, when the bar kind of like getting my 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 elbows under the bar. That a lot of coaches emphasize on that. Like get you gotta get your you gotta get your, I'll do, I'll you gotta get your uh, elbow under the bar and a lot of stuff. And that's one of the when it comes to mobility, like you said, I am I'm weak on that. You know, I'm super weak, but they do. Yeah, they man, actually really go on it. I don't know, Alex, like, I'm super weak on legs. <laughs> 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 but um, no, when it comes to mobility and, and how strong their upper body is, is, is you know, it's crazy. You
2: no, know, they have body control as well as just the, that just that. Um, understanding what their body's doing, like when these girls are on the parallel bars and stuff like that. Oh, man. Nice. Flying all over the place. So yeah, exactly. know exactly what you're doing.
0: Are they landing like without problem. There. Come yeah. on,
2: it's bro. Exactly. On. It's like-
0: mm. I, I I you know what like I got I I watch them and I guess so I, I I'm not a person that gets scared, but I'm like like yeah. always like on the edge. I can't breathe until like they land. Like boom, they do the split. Boom, like oh,
1: okay. God. You know?
0: <laughs> it just it's just it's just the whole thing. It's just the whole thing. It, exactly. It's the whole thing of like, you know, you you, you don't wanna see an, an accident happen, but yeah. like they're they're controlling a lot of stuff. When they do the flip, you like hold your breath just to make sure that they are okay doing it, but you know they're experts. I mean, you know they've been doing this since like you know, ten whatever nine seven years old. How long have you been doing, doing CrossFit? Nineteen eighty-seven. Nineteen eighty-seven, brother.
1: <laughs> you mentioned when you were transitioning from the first gym to the second gym. Was that during COVID, or no, was it, so it was after?
2: I just got. I opened up like the July, July August. And I want to say like three or four months later is when they shut
1: us down. Wow. And you were able to bring the the clients that you had. I had from, zero. I had you started, had, you started with COVID. zero. Wow. wow. So how was how was that experience? Can you talk, uh, it was scary. talk a little bit about that? <laughs> really
2: scary just because of the COVID. Uh, not because of what was behind, just because they shut me down. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I have a flip phone still. I'm very old school. I don't have a TV. I got rid of my TV like years ago. Um. The reason I was having a hard time finding this place is because i and in paper, like, okay, make a left here, make it left there. So I was told, hey, you have to shut down. I'm like, what are you talking about? What is? I had no idea anything was going on. Wow. So I had to go on my iPad and look up, okay, what's going on, COVID? Okay, this is. Something. And obviously, not to get into it, but a lot of things weren't making sense to me from the very beginning. I'm like, I have to be shut down. This is the dumbest thing I ever heard, but I had to do it. So um, it was really, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. So because I came over with, like, I think I came over with one one client, his name is Tim. He's uh, he's in, he's in Chicago right now studying. But he uh, he was the only one that came over, and now I have a couple of them that have found their way back over to me after trying out different gyms. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a it was a rough go at first. So
1: good old Tim, that's, that's like the first friend on Facebook, right? Like when you first met or was that yeah. MySpace? Yeah. MySpace, my yeah. Tim <laughs> the younger or whatever. Yeah, Tim. That's uh, so I mean, and so he, how did you? Tim, how were you able to kind of, you know, through time effort. Well,
2: um, so I guess that one of the biggest knocks on me is uh, I lack emotion when I coach. I'm a very serious coach. Uh, they always say, oh, you look grumpy all the time, I, which is why I kind of really relate with, with Greg, because I think Greg, uh, he's just that's the coach, and I got to meet him in person. And he's, just, he's also a no-nonsense approach, and I'm like, look, I'm just here to try and get you guys better. So what's uh, really helped me out over the last decade, and almost 12 years now, is the programming. I've hmm. um, been programming for a long time. good at programming that's the strength that i consider the program and most people really enjoy the programming at the gym so um, i just knew if enough people came by with the way i designed the workouts and the wads that they would they would sign up i was just being able to last and stay open long enough for enough people to come by and try to the the, the
1: programming got it got it what would you say is kind of your secret sauce in in program what do you (laughs) emphasize uh, well
2: uh, i take a different approach than most than at least a very when crossfit started Back in 2000, they've been around since 2006, but when I opened up in 2011, a lot of people had did like a weightlifting component, um, a five-by-five five back squat, and then it'd be a little like 10-minute workout, and I never wanted to do that. Um, I've done personal training and seen like how it is to train a regular person or train a professional athlete, I knew right away that if I give someone a five-by-five five back squat, maybe 10% of the class will take it seriously, and the other 90% just talking shit. And just, yeah, I'm almost done, coach. And then I figured no one's gonna pay a CrossFit price for a ten minute workout. So for the very beginning, of my job, I thought it was like take the approach of programming twenty to thirty minute workouts, either one long workout or two or three different AMRAPs, but it totals up to twenty to thirty minutes of working out. And if I want them to do the weightlifting, program the weightlifting. And the weightlifting's programmed into the workout, they can't avoid it. You have to do the thruster, you have to do the back squat, you have to do whatever it is that's in the wall. You can't you can't get away from it. So they might be able to scale down the weight. Uh, but I like I like AMRAPs way more than rounds because you can go as light as you want. That AMRAP is eventually going to catch up to you. And so it's going to force you to... It, it just, it's kind of funny because I have to force them to get in shape. It's like, dude, that's what you're paying me for. I'm trying to get in shape. <laughs> but uh, I always thought, from the, coming back from old school, like lifting when I was a very young kid in the early 80s, uh, the price of CrossFit memberships to me was like, when I, when I was opening up the gym, I'm like, oh, i like, I got to charge what? Like, this is... Really? I'm like, okay. I thought it was very uh, very high price, and I still... I still try to keep my prices very competitive. Um, still I, I'm probably one of the more affordable CrossFit gyms in the area, uh, no doubt about that. But I just, try to, I just try to put value and not charge for it, every little thing that we do. So I think the programming would be my, my unfortunately, already long answer. Uh, but the short answer is the programming.
1: So. Yeah. And are there some, what are the, I guess, common mistakes that you see just in, there's lots of CrossFit gyms down here in South Florida. Um, is there something that you see re- on a regular basis that's kind of like,
2: you Well, know. I mean, I can't really speak for it because I don't really visit too many other gyms. If someone's holding a competition, I'll go to that. But I don't really um, drop in a lot of different boxes. I know they talk about community. I think there's a lot of community between the athletes. I think the community that exists between owners, is, as long as you're far away, to not affect my business, we can, we can be a community. <laughs> because <laughs> people get pretty chippy when they're like right next to each other. Yeah. Everyone's fighting for business. I think my biggest knock... Uh, when CrossFit uh, was the fact that a 19, 20 year old kid can get certified over the weekend and be a CrossFit owner, so, yeah. um, and not, not anything against that, but you know, when you're 19, 20, 21, 22, and all you did was a weekend certification. Now you can open up your own affiliate, or is the how is that good for CrossFit? How can CrossFit benefit from that? You you think you'd want to have a more exhaustive process of allowing affiliate owners? So, they can, so people are opening up the gyms with already some kind of background in programming or, or some kind of background to make sure the members are going to stay safe. Um, and then, uh, obviously, I've been coaching for so many years, um, I have a hard time. Like, I'll drop in occasionally when I'm out of town, and someone will try and correct my clean, and I'm like, you know, like, I've been doing this for 30 years, man. Like, if you're under 30 years old, I, I know what you're, you're telling me the right thing, and I'm just warming up, but I'm like, I have a hard time, like,
0: Digesting it. Yeah. You're, you're five years old when I was doing this. You know, it's, like, it's
2: like what are you? So it's it's that stuff. So, uh, but I think uh, I just think this lack of um, just that anybody can study, take a weekend course, pay the thousand bucks, and open up their own affiliate. Like the following week is kind of crazy to me. Right. Yeah.
0: But you know, is uh, when you were saying that about you know um, the younger generation that is coming in through CrossFit and all that stuff, and now I'm 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 gonna like put apart those who are, you know, young that are getting their licenses, L1 and all that stuff, to open a gym and all that stuff. But, um, I don't know if you noticed that, um, the competition of, like, teenagers and those who are young adults is becoming, like, you know, uh, like, if you're watching the, the, uh, the old, you know, guys competing, like, because they're hitting weights. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. Like, that, um, um in the female, the female uh uh part of the Cross CrossFit game, I don't know if you remember there were like two or three uh seventeen years old uh competitors. Uh, I'm
2: not really familiar with a lot of the names.
0: Okay, N- me neither, but there were like two or three of them that were like, you know, under seventeen that were actually kinda like competing with the uh, you know, the old I'm not gonna say the old ladies, but the ones that are you should once they are oh, competing, oh, you know the OGs, the OGs, you know the oh. people that are there, but uh, but there were a few actually, and, and and it looks like CrossFit to me, CrossFit to me, um, it it could be changing for the for the for the for the worse in the sense of that problem that you just mentioned, you know, just getting a license and just go open up your own place and then you know teach whatever, but at the same time that the young generation maybe is not seeing. As you see it, like, you know, the quality, putting in the work, you know, you know, feeling that, you know, you need to teach them the right way. You need to kind of like, you know, uh, showing that, you know, in, in one sense, you pay me to train you and get you better. I'm going to do that. I'm, it's not, you know, nonsense approach. You know, this is what you need to do to get you to that point. And then these people that are just maybe catering to whatever
2: your needs are. Right. You know, I think it's. Um Because look, I mean, I I was, I was, you know, I started programming when I was eighteen, and uh, by nineteen twenty, I was kind of coaching on my own with supervision of of the other coaches that were there. I had a knack for programming, so I understand you have to be at some point you're a young kid without experience. I I get that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think it's uh, what I don't understand is how I think CrossFit's, and I don't know for sure, so I'm not. You can't quote me on you know. There's no (laughs) group behind us. I want to get in trouble with CrossFit, but I think it just seems like I think their 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 strategy is just like, well, if it's a crappy. Coach and the kid just has no experience. He's gonna his business model will fail. Correct. Yeah, and which right. is fine. That's like that's the market. But how many kids or how many people is that kid gonna injure while his business is failing? Right. Right. And so that's the part that you have to kind of take and, into and, consideration. And he
0: gives, uh, CrossFit a, a bad, a bad name. name because you know what? Like when I started, it's like a, um, maybe like six. As long as it's not poison, is fine. I, That's
1: the, that's what I don't know. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Got a little random bugs crawling in here. Oh
0: okay. So uh, you know the, the whole thing is that um, you know, when whenever I when I started CrossFit, I remember that uh, my for example, my, my sister-in-law telling me, oh, be careful because, you know, a lot of the people that actually do CrossFit, they always get injured and da 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 da, da. So, you know, I would recommend you to kind of like, you know, be careful to go into that kind of workout and, and, and routine because they, they're really in, intense and this and that. And we, because she's a physical therapist, you, you just be careful. Uh, you know what, I don't recommend it. You know, if you want to do it, fine. That's why all the but people that don't do CrossFit say
1: Exactly. I get hurt playing basketball more than I do. <laughs> well, I think uh, <laughs> working
2: out. I think that people have to understand as well, um, most people really don't get hurt in CrossFit. I've had very... Minimum. Minimal. Minimal. Like, no one's really gotten seriously hurt in that, like, almost 12 years I've been there. However, if you're going to be a competitive CrossFit athlete, I, I challenge you to name a competitive sport where you're not going to get hurt. Nice. You play, you're in the NFL, you're going to get hurt. NBA, going to get hurt. If you're trying to be the, the best and compete at the highest level of the sport you're in, with the training volume that you have to do injuries are going to happen. Right. And so I think that's a big part of the CrossFit injuries are the athletes, but these are guys that are like the 1%. Right, doing
0: yeah, doing it for for a, I guess for a their uh living. <laughs> and
2: then, yeah, and then I would say that probably <laughs>
0: professionally. Yeah, I'm yeah.
2: sure that the vast majority of injuries in CrossFit are also people ignoring their coach. Okay. Um yeah. coach. you know, especially some of the younger guys. Oh, I I coach trust me, I'm a, I used to be a powerlifter. I can I can deadlift 405. I'm like, Okay, uh-huh. that doesn't mean you can do 15 reps at 225 and then go do this and this and Ooh. this. And it's not going to affect you. So that's where you get the pulled muscles, this and that, and then people get frustrated because no one wants to be hurt.
0: But that will come with experience. Like, you know, you're an experienced coach. You're able to tell them that. But, uh, like, like you know, going back to what you said, maybe a person that just, you know, started, you know, coaching and opening a a... a CrossFit box might not <laughs> might not do it
1: who's, like you know who's who's like, like go 19 for and thinking I need to open a CrossFit gym Is that, does that happen? there's some pretty young yeah, coaches out know. there really? I, I,
0: you know you know now I've I've done, been around the age,
1: around the age. was like what 20
0: early
2: mid 20s early yeah mid yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah, super young yeah uh, I mean it's it's so uh, I, I had the uh, I've been very fortunate I've trained a couple of professional athletes and with a pro athlete it's very easy where you can like hey man if you're not going to listen to me trust me the team is drafting someone for your position every year wow. every year you got someone coming in that wants to take your job right i'm here
1: to keep,
2: I'm, I'm here to help you keep your job correct yeah i can't speak that bluntly to a soccer mom <laughs> or a kid that's 21 22 that's never had a coach that just feels like he knows better than me
0: right
2: i could but then i could lose the client so i've had to learn like that try to middle of the road try to and sometimes i'm i failed pretty miserably i, I, I just blurted out like hey man you're not gonna listen to me we have hey, a problem here get the hell out and uh <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so and obviously then you go back you, to early yeah, <laughs> they get all mad at you and everything else and so it's really been a it's been a struggle i'd say there's almost every even to this day i have to uh kind of i've gotten a whole like okay that's fine you want to scale it this way you don't want to push too hard, not a problem. Just look as, as long as they walk out of my gym with a good workout and they feel like they got something accomplished with a good sweat and they don't blame me for their lack of progress, then I'm fine with it. Right. Because if you want to talk about, oh I'm not getting in shape. Okay. Let's talk about the effort you're giving me in class. Correct. You're always using the same weight. You never go up in weight. You're always doing a banded pull up with the same color band. You haven't tried <laughs> to improve on the color band. You've been doing this for a decade now. You should have already had your pull up. That's what you wanted to do. Um, and then let's talk about how you're eating. If you want to be you know, get really <laughs> into stuff, like if you're going home and eating like crap, then aesthetically you're not gonna look any better. Uh, you you might still have a very nice low blood pressure and all that stuff. All the all the tests they run for diabetes and blood pressure and and all that stuff's gonna be fantastic. But yeah, you may not look like you want to look. Then you know like whose fault is that? No, but again, people don't want to.
1: They don't want to hear that. No. We go. They don't.
2: They want me to, to explain to them how I can help them to that even even though it's, uh, it goes back to the point you were making earlier with the, um, with the people that come in from weightlifting and stuff like that. Like, one of the biggest knocks on my independent strengthening program that I create for my athletes, because mm-hmm. we were just at a competition with uh, my athlete. Uh, her name is Carissa. Uh, she, got, uh, she missed getting third place by one point, and she's homegrown. She came over from um, Orange Theory, skinny little thing, just a really good cardio. Now she has all the gymnastics. She can do muscle-ups. She can do handstand walks, handstand push-ups. Nice. She's gotten very strong. Um, and now she's actually like doing well in local competitions at the RX level, and the girls in her division were shocked that I do the programming for her because they all go online and just buy a program from somebody online. Got it. And uh, the biggest knock I get is like, "Well, coach, your program's kind of boring." I'm like, "Look, I know you you start CrossFit because it's very diverse. It's a fun way to work out, but there's no beating boring when you want to get results. True. You want to squat? Guess what? You have to do almost daily squat. Is there anything else you can do? No." You know, you have to squat, you have to deadlift, you have to do this to get stronger. And, and I mean, Olympic weightlifters, they do cleaning jerks, snatches and squats every day for like decades. True. And so, yeah, it's going to get boring and you have those days where it sucks. But if you're really passionate about your goal, you'll put up with all of that. True. And, uh, and that's where the difference comes in in the mindset between the competitive athlete and the regular everyday member. Yeah.
0: The gymnast, the discipline, gymnast, gym, the discipline. That's what discipline comes in. Yeah. Right. No, you know, yeah. And something funny thing that I was thinking about, um, because you said it before, you mentioned him before, but Matt Fraser said one thing, and that I was, you know, wrestling in my head, you know, and there's certain things that I'm trying to work on now that I'm less prone to injury, even though I, I kind of like missed up my back a little bit. I mean, you know, it was stiff, but it's good now. Uh, late. Um earlier this, this week but um he said like look like, if you are weak on something or you weren't
1: there on deadlift day on yeah man no no it was actually back
0: squad <laughs> bro it was actually back bro. and, uh, and hey. you mentioned it those those five by five whatever yeah. you know like you know that messed me up um 170 and i was like doing like you, you were doing it like two and, and i was doing three and then it was like and, my best and i uh, kind of like but you know it wasn't <laughs> that bad it wasn't that bad it was just like stiff so I, I try to kind of like, you know, just rest it and, you know, do a, a little stretching here and there. So it's good now, thank God. But um, Matt, Frisch actually mentioned exactly what you said. Look, if you're bad at, uh, for example, uh, deadlift, you have to do it every day. You know, you have to do it and, and bang on it and, and just, you know, get it done. And even if you hate it, uh, learn to kind of like it. You know, one other thing, I hate the Echo Bike. I hate it. I don't know. I hate it. It's a soft bike, man. You know I hate it. You know I hate it, bro. I hate I hate the echo bike, bro. But you know what? I hate burpees, but (laughs) you know, but (laughs) I love burpees. I love burpees, bro. I love love burpees, bro. But uh, the bottom line is that you know, hitting it and everything, you have to. Even if it's boring, even if you don't like it, I get on that on that echo bike and fifteen whatever to. to you know to begin uh, uh the stretch okay go and, go on the bike and get 15 50. whatever you know 15 galleries like am taking me forever like everybody finish this guy finished the other guy, finish guy finish. and i'm like yeah. still there like oh shit but i'm
2: <laughs> I, you know i continue to do it you know because i know i have to kind of like you know just hit it <laughs> well it's funny because to your point and one of the other things i i the, the reason i when i first started i didn't like doing the five by five this and that was because consistency is key right so if you hit a five-by-five five back squat and you're programming once every 10, 12, 14 days because you have to rotate lifts, right. you're not getting anything out of it. So might as well just program weightlifting in the WOD and have the average member just do the weightlifting in the WOD, burn the calories. Um, you might actually get more results out of it because it's in an AMRAP. And for those that want extra programs, I have people that hey, I'd like to compete. Well, you got to get stronger. Then those are the people that are, guess what you're doing every day? Some kind of squat, some kind of deadlift, some kind of bench press. Um, and that's where it comes in because again people love the idea of the diversity of crossfit but they hate the idea of doing something every day having the discipline follow program and again it just goes to the point uh malcolm what's his name he read a book uh, excellent book on, on neural conditioning and he goes you're not gonna you can learn any task you want you're be the best tennis player you want but if you don't like tennis you're gonna get tired of hitting a Against the wall, <laughs> very quickly. But if you love that sport, or you love that the end result. You want to be the best tennis player. All that stuff that everyone else might find boring, you're not going to find boring because you're passionate. Correct. So you have to have passion. You have to be very, very passionate about your goals. And I got not not I got a little bit of beef on a post I put on Instagram. So I, I told my members like, look, if you ask me for programming and you don't follow it, it just tells me you're you're not serious. are not serious, you're about, not serious about your thing. goals, <laughs> yeah, right? You're not serious, you You yeah. like you like the idea of being a better CrossFitter. You don't want to work for it. You're not serious about the goal you're setting for yourself because you're not putting in any of the work. Right. Um, right. And so it's, you know... At, at some... Sometimes they have to
0: break up with the uh, the whole idea of, you know, the society that allows you to have satisfaction, you know, without not doing anything. You know, they want to find uh, the, uh, the ability to lose weight with a pill. They want to find the ability to kind of gain mass with a pill. Well, you know, do. like the easy <laughs> fix. You know, do. the easy <laughs> fix. You know what I'm saying? The easy fix. Got yeah. millennials. Yeah. It... <laughs> You do that. Yeah, uh, but um, you know, but nobody wants to kind of like do the hard work. You right, get and you? I
2: get it. Stuff you know, you don't want to, you don't want to hear the answer It's going to take you two or three years. To get <laughs> game, you know, um, but some of these gymnastic movements are very complex. Like the well, for us, for CrossFitters, are complex. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's no, there's no just, just look. Obviously, I, I, I can. No, easy way. I'm not going to name names, but I can, I can tell you, there's people I've met that were early on in CrossFit. That like six months later they're jacked and shredded and they're like oh I just you know I'm drinking whole milk I'm like bullshit <laughs> <laughs> bullshit It's all right, so you can eat all the eggs and milk you want you didn't get jacked and, just, and now yeah. now you're going to the games it's like it's not because of the milk and the diet it's like, like that that guy that was eating like raw meat whatever his name got liver king yeah yeah Leverking. right they got like you know that sucks because there's actually a lot of I, I started eating organ meat like I eat a lot of uh, cow heart and stuff like that uh-huh. so there is a lot of benefit in eating the organ meat it's a lot of very it's very nutrient dense it's kind of sucked to eat. now everyone's like well. You know you're not going to eat liver and look like that guy.
0: Exactly. (laughs) It was a a, front. It was a fake, you know, but uh, whatever.
2: But uh, by the same token, I always tell people, you can do whatever drugs he was doing, whatever GH he was doing, you're not going to look like him either. There has to be some kind of genetic uh, gift there already as a baseline to create that body. And and
0: I bet you that he was working out too. He was working out like, you know,
2: like three or four
0: hours a day or six hours a day or whatever, you know, to get there, to keep that body, Mm -hmm. man. Because that's not just why... Injecting or eat or drinking some pill that you're gonna get like that anyway. I
2: see that all the time too. Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh no, it's because all the abs they do. I'm like, "No, dude, growth yeah. hormone grows your intestines. So when you have that distended belly, it's it when you have this distended belly and your skin's like this thin and you're shredded. Almost a sure sign that you're on GH. Wow. Almost a sure sign that that he's looking at someone that's that's taking GH. It, okay. What is
0: that? Okay. okay. Growth hormone.
2: Oh. Grow. Oh. Hormones.
0: Okay, Bro, so I know a few guys. Your girls. And they'll and,
2: and, and uh-huh. they'll tell, and they'll tell you and they'll tell you they'll tell you different That's fine. I, I don't so. care. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever dude. I, like I don't care. Like
1: you do whatever right. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't but compete against people. It or.
2: sucks, man. I mean, yeah. well, look, I'm 51. And I think if that should be a lot of any. It should be a supplement for the masters. We should be allowed to take tension. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It sucks, It sucks. It sucks. It sucks yes, when you. There's There's a little,
0: little yeah. a, yes, a little bit. That's Only on yes, it's more a month. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's either everybody everybody can or nobody can. Right? In,
2: I don't in know where you get. Well, right. And I, I understand that maybe being muscular doesn't get you to the games, but you know I'm sure and again I can't prove it and I'm sure I'm coming across as a hater people will know this these athletes. You know, all the blood doping. Look, if you're taking something that's giving you more oxygen, more red blood cells in your blood, you're going to be crushing. Your, your cardio's going to be insane. Man. In a sport like mm-hmm. CrossFit, that's definitely cheating. How could that not be? <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Chris say that yeah. a lot of these guys that
0: compete be doing that? So they're yeah. kind of technically cheating. Yeah.
2: Because your yeah. cardio wouldn't be the same without doing that.
0: Exactly. So how do they finish before huh. this guy? But just me.
2: like in any sport, you're going to have the people that do it or don't do it. Some people get caught. They get penalized. Right. Um, in any sport... If you have enough, it depends on who you are too. I mean, I'm sure there's politics involved in CrossFit at some point, on who they pick for high level uh, performances. But you have a good team of doctors, a good team of people. Yeah, you're gonna be the drug test. Um,
0: uh, Gerard, remember? Uh, yeah,
2: he yeah, you got, you got from Australia. You know, but, no. but but
0: he actually, uh, I got to me, he redeemed himself because he won second place. It's funny show, you know, like you know, test me as much as you want, but you know now I'm clean and. You know, I'm second place, so, you know, what the hell you guys can say?
2: So, not right now. You know, the CrossFit community is kind of like, don't even say anything well, about was, him. it's funny because I saw, and uh, I don't I don't think this way. Uh, I saw, just I saw some reel with him. Because I, I think that for a little while last year, he was in first place.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And so, <laughs> you know how everyone is on Instagram and shit like that, the comments. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of funny there. Everyone's like, okay, so this guy just learned how to cycle properly. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, he's, he knows how to not get caught. And unfortunately, oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's going to be part of the stigma if you do get caught. No, no, no one's going to ever believe you're 100% clean yeah. from there on out. No, no. But I understand also, like,
0: you know, I guess don't
2: admit it. You know, like, you don't want to come out and be like, yeah, man. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. Barbara Walters in an oh, you know, interview. You know, he was like, yeah. big, after he was done with bodybuilding, she's like, he's like and Barbara, Barbara Walters was big back in the day. Mm-hmm. interview with her, he's like, yeah, man, I, I do steroids. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, what? He admitted it? And I think it doesn't matter because his career is over. Who cares, yeah. right? Like, yeah, if, I mean, like, if The Rock, the rock, the rock comes out. Ro- that's what I'm yeah, gonna, like, if yeah. The Rock comes out and admits it, like who cares? You're an actor, right? right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be as yoked as you want. Yeah. Uh, you might disagree with me on this one, but I think I don't think that um, Lance Armstrong should have ever admitted anything. I guess his guilty conscience finally got him, but right, right. passed every test. You're, I don't know how many You're times good. champion. Yeah. You're good. You're retired. You're right. fine. You good. And he decided to come out and just fess they Say up. it
0: right. I guess was, yeah, like you said, he was conscious maybe that he. Wanted the, just the, to that, say that was a
2: deal. Fine, but yeah. you know, it's like one of those. And then I don't want to hear, like, if you do get caught, just keep it to yourself. Correct. I feel. Like, don't tell me it's a supplement. Don't, don't tell right. me it was something you bought at GNC that but you guys know are it for. <laughs> you
0: know what? Like, Remember, like you know, Pete, know, I, Pete, I, I follow baseball Cabrera. a lot, and
2: I love baseball. Right? Oh, baseball players. And bro, one thing really... I, I
0: could tell you about about the American and the people, the American, the American society and the people, is that if you come up and you say, look, I did it, it's it, most people will accept it. And you just go on with your life. Right, and and you could just continue to do your sport without any kind of problem, and there's many baseball players that admitted, you know, I did it, you know, they came clean. Yeah, I did it, man. You know what? Up? You know what? They continue to play the sport. G-M-B. But there was the the G-M-B. yeah, Giambi and and G-M-B? also uh uh Palmero. But I said, like, you know, I've never yeah. done that stuff. Like two that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was here in South Florida. Yeah, yeah. The doctor in South Florida. Yeah. Like, even a rod The
1: majority. You know, and he was like, yeah, you know, treating right. all these
0: guys. But this guy said, okay, I did it, man. You know what? Forget it, I did it.
1: That's I true. Remember and Melky, you remember know, Melky, Melky, Melky Cabrera. Yeah, Melky Cabrera. This guy is special. Yeah. He, go, he and s- some of his other people, they created a website. And, and,
0: and actually, sold me like in freaking like LA Fitness when I was yeah, going go to LA Fitness like seven, eight years ago, whatever, 10 years ago.
1: They created a website, and they were like, this is where we bought it from. But they created it. So then people were just able to simply go back and be like, this, this website was created on this day, which was the day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and it was adopted <laughs> from good. here, from South Florida. It was adopted yeah, yeah, from South down Florida down that actually all the older older than than you. You. and was new. But, but look, but the, the funny thing about this, and going back to what I just said before, that you know the American people are not admitting the truth, is that, for example, Barry Mount, up to this day, he's not admitting that he did it. That to him it was a cream that he was using and this isn't that. He never admitted to it. Yeah, Maguire admitted to it and now he's what? He's a coach with San Luis and all that stuff. Next thing you know, he's gonna be a coach in the Major Leagues so and all that stuff. Yeah, but what? he's not
1: he's not in in the Hall of Fame. No, he's
0: not yet.
1: That's the thing there. It's no, the but, Hall of Fame. But you know what? Barry Bonds has coached. Yeah. He just he just wants to kind of be around the park and coach when he wants to. Well
2: I think the whole thing with Bonds' his whole career is Whatever he was using inside side he doesn't want to admit it, right? Because it was admit it, yeah. uh, his personality. It Wasn't it was one of the biggest knocks with him is he was just a flat out jerk to everybody.
0: Okay, exactly. Yeah, like you no, know, I didn't do this shit, whatever you know, and that's it. I haven't done it. And da da da. Which and- is
1: why the co- on the coaching side, he's just yeah. I, I want to give you. I want to give you these pointers, young man. But I don't want to be employed and have to be at a team meeting at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. Whereas McGuire aspired to, to coach. He wanted to be a coach and wanted to be a good coach.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, the whole thing is, to me, again, going back is, you know, admit to what you do, bro, you know, say it, like Armstrong you know, say oh, it. So, and I say, it, and move, on, say and move on. And move on. And move on. No, I haven't
2: oh, done that. No, it. I haven't done it, bro. No, but it's <laughs> the thing, like, you don't want to, like, all right, so fine, so move on. But I don't want to hear an apology or. Yeah, I did it to get Probably better, and anyway. okay. right. 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 I, I did it to
0: get better, I did it to get the contracts, you know, to right. get the money, and that's it, mom. Move on, right? You it know?
1: You but back to the right. CrossFit thing. Do you think there's enough money in CrossFit to have, because you said, like, a, like a t- having a team of people, let's say Armstrong. I mean, there's just millions of dollars poured exactly. into that, yeah. right? So, I think the,
2: the, But in
1: CrossFit, it's not really there. It's just like one person. Thing, maybe that has so. someone. I think. Uh,
2: I think. Well, so here's a couple of things that you gotta, again use common sense, right? If you're constantly going to the games, how are you doing? How's how, how are you recovering? Hmm. How, how are you even recovering without assistance? It's got
1: to be really hard. So as far as the games go, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, are the, are the the I think folks who money are doing that, that are, are the the some of the top athletes? Again,
2: I don't want to get in trouble or like have people think I'm hating, but I I, I wouldn't be surprised if most of the people that go to the games. The, at the top point, athletes. Have at some point done a little something that they shouldn't have to help Perhaps. them
0: out. The, a little help. cocaine. Uh, they, hey, 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 I don't know <laughs> all that, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> what, what,
2: CrossFit different covers bases, gives you the list of banned substances. They supposedly drug test. I've never seen them drug tested at any event. Um, but um, I mean, look, I was a bodybuilder. now I, I remember, I went to the Bare American Championships in Guatemala, and they picked me for the drug test. You know, I pissed in a cup, I passed it. But I was one of the smaller. Bodybuilders, and I was a natural bodybuilder. You're not gonna pick the guy from Venezuela who is, ripped, just shredded and massive. <laughs> dude. This guy's like eating a hamburger and telling me about all the GH he does, oh, uh, shit. and because uh, but Venezuela do not care. They'll tell you, hey, I'm doing this, this, and this, and this, and I'm cycling with this, and uh, they're like, okay, we, we're gonna drug test. We're gonna drug test this guy that looks clean, and so that hey, you come here, we're gonna drug test you. It's random. You just got picked. Like, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, so so yeah, they did they did drug tests. And I got I got drug tested. I, I passed the drug test. No problem. But they can say they drug test it, but... Right.
1: They're not to, trying to hurt their own you're supposed cause, to You're basically. supposed
2: to drug test podium winners, like, immediately. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And some some countries do, some don't. I mean, look, the, the Olympic weightlifting as a sport doesn't really create a whole lot of money here. But in other countries, <laughs> yeah. it's massive. Uh, you you think all the Chinese aren't on stuff? Right. Russian, remember? And, <laughs> they're yeah.
0: Freaking all the Russians. And, uh, well, so well, they, the they're, like, uh, left uh, or right?
2: Yeah, they have, they have so the program team program. of people yeah. Yeah. that... Probably, I'll tell you a story. Uh, the very famous Russian that's now crossfitting. Yeah. No no name, right? You guys will know who I'm talking about. Rhymes with. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he. Crossfit uh, was was looking forward to uh, watching him compete in one of the championships against, uh, I guess with the Chinese guys. And on the on the um, right before the competition, he's already there at the meet. He uh, he withdrew, uh, pulled a muscle or something. I just think I think he just knew he was not going to pass the drug test. So, oh, they so so did it out, on purpose. They so just pulled out of the competition. On purpose, I got. But um, yeah, I mean, these teams have so much invested in representing their countries, and I'm sure I'm sure there's a team of doctors in China. That just all they do is
1: see that. I believe you know? uh, it's just because yeah. it's it's now you're t- it's like the Olympics, right? You know, there's there's an, that much incentive to get that edge.
2: Well, you know, steroids are part of the culture and sports here in this country. They just are.
1: Right. It doesn't yeah, matter no, what sport sure.
2: what, I don't know how young you start there's always gonna be someone like hey man I'm doing this to their buddy and then maybe their buddy's <laughs> like fuck it I'll try it you know yeah I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball knew exactly what was going on. Oh, for with sure. With Kensico and all those guys, yeah. sure. and they fostered the environment. They well, didn't they're care. making a lot of yeah. money. They're bringing in a lot of money. The roof. records are being broken left yeah, and right. Exactly. Uh, and there's some some baseball fans to this day are like, I don't give a shit with
1: Deron. Right. But, I want to yeah. see the. i he Yeah. I want to see that
2: ball get knocked to out. I'll,
1: Let's see how far we I can go. I want to see a
2: long <laughs> the long <laughs> ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, like
2: you used to go back to those arguments all. Yo, wait, you screaming, bro? I can do. You can you can do all the test you want, and it's, you still can't hit a fastball.
1: Oh, yeah. You exactly.
2: So, 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 exactly. So, but, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't follow, I don't follow the, the elite crossfitters all that much, but I, I always just think to myself, thoughts like, how do they recover in time? Are they able to recover day in and day out with all the volume they have to put in yeah. for the CrossFit games? It's got to be brutal. I mean, yeah. You did three, or four wads in one day, you're like, next day. And that's just for training. Uh, that's On
1: that's the crazy. baseball tip, you can't hit uh, a, a fastball you know, just by taking steroids or whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah, you can right. recover enough so that you're out back out there. The yeah. recovery oh, thing is shit. I think the biggest one of the biggest things, yeah. aspects yeah. of that, right?
0: I agree one hundred percent.
1: So uh Brian from Gaines Box, shout out Gainsbox, nice. send us Game a box. box. Oh, yep. Man, so if you don't nice, know yeah. Gainsbox is Gains a subscription service, box nice. sends out um CrossFit stuff, clothes. Nice. Um Jump ropes, things like that. Open so we got up, a box here. Up, it Let's it up, see what right. we have. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys.
0: You appreciate it. A video too, Thanks, box. There you go, smart guy. That's right. what's up in this thing. Cover oh, yo, your cover you your beard,
1: bro. Yeah, good night, bro. Right. You can tell. You can tell. Oh, shit. You can tell <laughs> nah, this, this box has been here a while. It's a Christmas <laughs> nah, box. Never,
0: no. <laughs> oh my bad. There's nothing there, real There was nothing marked there.
1: Got a medium yeah, shirt. It. Woo! Oh, we got this one for soccer That's Socrates. for me? Oh, I mean? <laughs> <hydro>. <laughs> Why me? Hydro. Why A color, fuchsia brother. hydro bottle <laughs> with some snacks and stuff inside. That's what for is? the
0: beers because the guys like to drink after the workout. Snacks? And
1: snacks? Alright. Oh, right. Salsa? I'll take the snack. Fuck it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go, yeah, buddy. For Boris. Alright. Let's see what it says. Keto yeah. chocolate Why crunch. Why do you eat salsa, go. yo? About to some this. Alright. What else? Oh uh, some vanilla flavored. There you go, there you oh, go, thank you. there you
0: go. What is this, premium wait, whey, uh, whey, whey protein? Whey protein?
1: Whey protein,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Whey protein, kind of, my brother.
1: Apparently, you've ne- never taken uh, whey protein, buddy?
0: I used to, my brother, yeah. Okay, okay. That's, that's, so that's legit, legit. Now his protein is uh, legit. Uh,
1: Platinum protein? protein?
0: Oh, before ceviche, uh, it was protein, is yeah. Oh, there.
1: This this is pretty important if you're out in the field. What is it? Oh, is body it. wipes. Okay. It's for the Everglades.
2: They, like, when stick, you go to the Everglades, stick that's good. that's good. In your, uh, in in your gym bag. Stick
1: Everglades. A few in your gym bag just in case, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> for the Everglades. Here, here you go, Oh yeah, Body wipes.
0: The gym. No, yeah. for the girls out there, you know. Yeah, when you <laughs> have. to I don't wanna know you know, say, spice. No one brother. <laughs> got to have those in the car, ready. No one knows my brother, I'm good. No, I have one of these. Is tough, no, I'm not no, good. Not one, one. No, what, man, I'm
2: what no,
0: I man. I like this uh, stuff. Uh, no, a fire,
2: yo. Oh, I got a dunkle.
0: dunkle? Oh, wow. wow. Whoa. Hey, that hey that's good. you, man. That's, that's you all the way.
1: Thank dunkle you, guys. Uh, Thank you, guys. Is,
0: uh, what is yeah. that? A sweater or something. Oh, it's a sweater. It's an ugly sweater. What, is it an ugly foot
1: Twitter?
0: Yeah. Mary Gings.
1: Mary Gings. Nice. Mary, hey, Mary Gings? Hey, thanks. Shout out. Brian, Thank Game you Fox.
0: very much, man. We appreciate uh, ugly it, ugly Twitter. Meet up yeah, for an ugly guy like you. Well, yeah, man. We give
1: this stuff away here to everybody. Put it on, put
0: it on. Now, it my brother, I'm good. <laughs> that? right now, That's right up your alley. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that is his yeah, alley. Yeah, for next cruise, I can put it, like, you know... That's that thing. Him. That's perfect. So like, no. hey! Right. What, uh, what other beer do you have there, Pedro, man? What you brought?
2: This is a uh, Dunkel. It's another German-style beer. Jeez, Let me try, try it.
0: Cheers! the Can I try a little bit, brother? Yeah.
2: It's uh, going to be another beer that tastes like beer, but it's, uh, German yes, beer. it's, gonna it's a German beer. Is going to have a
0: got some crazy beer German beers are the best beer, I but I, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, even though I like uh, my lager, yeah, my uh so like Sam the, Adams. Uh, it's it's Sam Adam. Adam. get the guy over here. So this is a German style is we fish? Is that lager again? This is it's a lager. it like Oh, hey. It even sounds like beer when you
2: pour it. I'm about to do
0: the whole German <laughs> good flavour. I, I like the flavor. What's, that, what's the name again? It's
2: made by Grimm, but it's a Dunkel. It's, it's German-style no. beer. So this was a Marzen lager. This is a Dunkel. Um, anybody, anybody? No, no, thank you, man. I'm good.
0: Thank you, man. Too many, uh, what do you think, George? George? <laughs> <The> alcohol. <laughs> what do you think about the beer, George? You had it? If it's German,
1: it's good, man. That <laughs> <laughs> <No, sir. laughs> This is beer. have you seen that beer can is just i mean it's just the name beer it's uh i can't remember the, the brewer but basically a beer that tastes like beer and is it like they that's what they're just all they're trying to say
2: yeah i mean I, I just came back from i do a lot of um like through hiking and camping i like to do winter camping so like like uh Not this past year, the year before, I went in a tent. Like, I just disappeared into the woods in Appalachian Mountains. And uh, I'll do, like, four or five days. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'll come out, and then I'll get a hotel room, you know, clean up, and I'll go hit some of the breweries in the Asheville, North Carolina area. Yeah. This year, I didn't do any of that because I was supposed to go to Kentucky to try some bourbons. But I canceled that portion of the trip, so I ended up just doing a lot of hiking. But there's a a, uh, brewery in in, uh, Asheville called Zillicoa. And Zillicoa makes some of the best... Pilsners and, and lagers on the planet, man. It's just fantastic. Silicoa? Zillicoa, yeah. Silicoa. It's on the it, like the river that goes right by the brewery is the Zillicoa River. So they, they have that mountain runoff from the ice and all that into the river, and they use that water for the, for the beer. really Nice, oh, oh, nice. Nice. nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's a beautiful Zilicoa. brewery, too. And
0: that's
2: a natural. And then, uh, and then Boone has a. That's Boone, dope, Boone yo. Brewing is fantastic. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and. Uh,
0: Take it back then,
2: New Orleans. New Orleans is another real good one over there. Barilla makes good stuff. Fantastic. One. I just had a yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> kind of a bad experience in her tap room during COVID. So I just don't go back to Barilla anymore. Everyone, a lot of people here in Miami love their beer.
1: Yeah. So. Do you ever do kind of those beer shares? I like grab grab some stuff from other states and stuff and bring them Yeah. Over I mean, I don't trade in,
2: as, anymore as much as I used to. Um, I very rarely trade. You have like unseen creatures that around the corner that are really good, very good sour and fermented ales. They make really good IPAs. Uh, Tripping has a good tap room as well. Yeah. Um, Oddbreed, which is um, the wild ales, the guy from Oddbreed, his name is Matt. The guy's probably the best <laughs> in Florida for sure. Which one is that? Uh, it's called Oddbreed. So he makes wild mm-hmm. ales, and wild ales oh, are uh, it's kind of a sour type of beer, but it's got um, it's very interesting the, 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 how you make them. But he actually exports a lot of his beers to Europe, oh. and so like he's the the best at that. It's a very it's it's an interesting style of beer it takes you a little to get used to it but out of your palate the sour is what you get to, gravitate to the most immediately um, so when you try these beers for the second or third time you're like hey I'm starting to like these uh, from, is, he from my, from he's in Pompano, Pompano. <laughs> Audrey is fantastic uh, oh, still, yeah. I mean you have civil society over here civil society makes civil great side, ideas yeah. civil makes great stuff three sons uh, definitely a shout out to my buddy Davey uh, from Orchestrated Minds that guy's up in Lauderdale he makes phenomenal stuff man wow but, um, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, I
1: like beer that tastes like beer first, and uh, I like some of the other stuff, but
2: it's really good.
1: And what about the the pipe tobacco? How did you get into that? And
2: so when I turned 50, I decided I want to grab a new hobby or new vice. Um, so I started to get into pipes and pipe tobacco. Uh, I did smoke cigars, um, but when I switched over to pipe tobacco, I, I haven't smoked a cigar since. I think the pipe tobacco is the way to go, man. It's fantastic. And obviously now I haven't been drinking that much on the beer. Um, I'll go through phases where I just don't drink at all anything. Alcohol for like six, seven, eight weeks at a time. Then I'll, I'll just drink on Saturdays with the boys. Yeah, see, I think um, I'm in one of those phases. I'll, I'll drop it eventually. I'll go back eventually. Uh, but um, I've been doing a very deep bourbon dive as well. Yeah, does that go hand
1: in hand with yeah. the? Oh, it's- so fantastic! <laughs> uh, a glass of bourbon with a with a
2: pipe is fantastic. Pipe tobacco, I'm sure. Clarify that. <laughs> it's it's really good stuff. Yeah. So I just um, I have a room at the house now. I converted a uh, one of the small bedrooms in the house into a bourbon room. I have uh, the bourbons on the wall. I have all the pipes on the wall and like thirty eight oh, different uh-huh. bl- and, like thirty eight different blends of tobacco on the wall. So uh, I have like twenty pipes now. Um, <laughs> so my friends like a Super Bowl Sunday, they came over. All the pipes are clean. All my friends came over, they all walked into that room, they picked a bourbon bottle to open, they each picked their own pipe, picked their own tobacco, and we just went out back and the boys had bourbon, and smoked some pipes.
1: Do they have rooms like that? I mean, obviously cigar rooms, they have those. Do they have that version for pipe tobacco? Not as much. Do uh, they, they exist?
2: Uh, I'm sure they do, if not, that's probably one of my, that whole room is kind of like my blueprint, perhaps for when I, I'm hoping to segue out of Miami in the next three or four years.
1: Okay
2: kind of retire in like the North Carolina area. I okay. would love to do that. I would love to have like a, um, like a bar, a bourbon bar, with all that. where you can either have your tobacco with the pipes, with the cigars, everything all set up, like full high-end t- uh, bourbons, high-end craft beer, regular beer. But it's more like a club. And you pay a membership. So like, I don't know, maybe it's like a gym. It's like CrossFit. You're paying $150 bucks a month, let's say. But when you walk in there, it's all in the house. You walk in. Everything up. is covered. Yeah, <laughs> everything's covered. So, because, so it's almost like you have to just sell memberships, I guess, for Sounds your blueprint, good. right? Good. But you walk in, you don't have to stress about anything. Um Anybody want to invest, uh, take Pedro <laughs> up. <laughs> they have those smoke lounges like that, kind of like, like, when yeah. I went to Canada one time, they had
1: like something
2: really elaborate. Really? it was for people who spoke weed, but it was like a lounge, they had uh-huh. like, trees for them, and then like people reading books. people, they have people who it. It was a membership. You paid a membership? A premium membership? and You go. No.
1: So that exists. I mean, the, the, the structure already exists. That, that type of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that winning,
2: yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So um, we'll see. But that's uh, just from my friends coming over to my house, uh, people come over and you know, they just grab a pipe and help themselves. And so I, I think it's just, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if doing it that way, if I can, if it's less strict to open, because you're not really selling anything. There's no it, more, it should be. There's no money right. changing hands. For, right. I'm not selling alcohol.
1: Right, right. It'd be, it'd be interesting right. to find out like what the what the local laws are on that.
2: Yeah, I, was just, I don't know if that makes zoning any easier. I don't know. There's so many different. But that's kind of what I'm trying to. Cause, you know, my, my friends are like, oh, so you can open a CrossFit gym in North Carolina or in Tennessee. I'm like, no, dude, I'm done.
1: <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> no. I'm done with that. <laughs> I can't imagine, though, that you'd stop completely. No, on well, the coaching I, side, I, probably I, maybe. Maybe. if I, I think it, would, it would, might be a little hard. It'd have to be like,
2: for me to say one-on-one coaching, it'd have to be. Someone that's pretty exceptional for me to continue to train him. I, uh, I kind
1: of see you on this like Greg Everett arc.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no man, Greg's God. Greg's. It's funny though because um, you know it's very. It, it's interesting. I when I see him, he'll post stuff when he's out hiking, out west. He goes hiking a lot by himself all the time. Makes a fire out of nothing, and he's out there for a couple of days Eric, over the weekend. So, so it's uh, the the, uh, the kettlebell. No, not kettlebell.
1: The kettlebell, kettlebell. Sorry, the 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 weight. So it's
2: pretty interesting, Thank but not know, man. Like, I think comparing me at all to Greg Everett's insult to Greg, <laughs> like, that guy's so established. He's, he's fantastic, man. That guy's awesome.
1: Yeah, just as far as doing that, kind of going on uh, out in the wilderness, kind yeah, of I love spending that. that time. The
2: outdoors, man. The outdoors. The outdoors. That's cool, like, man. It's uh, classic. I had a lot of fun doing
1: it. Heavy. And then w- before you said North Carolina, I was thinking maybe Colorado <laughs> or something. <laughs> you
2: so know what? I, I like to do the winter camping for a reason. I like to stay in the Appalachian Mountains because winter camping – Um, most anything that'll eat you is hibernating. So there's a lot of predators aren't around. Okay. Um, and I'd rather deal with a black bear than a grizzly bear. So you probably, (laughs) you you won't catch me west of the Rockies ever, I don't think, or, or in Alaska. I don't want to even mess with something that size. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's already kind of weird for me. Like it's just me and her in the middle of nowhere. And so it's already like, I don't see people for like four or five days. Like you don't see anybody. Uh, And so it's kind of, well, it's, well, it's nice. It took me a while. To, I'll tell you, it's, uh, I was the biggest wuss the first night out. Like, I'm like, what is that? What is that? What is that and I was like, You hear everything in the middle of the woods by yourself. And what
1: about... uh? That's
2: one of the things I'm afraid she of. Oh, right. She's fine. She loves the snow and everything else, but that's the thing. She's kind of like your alarm clock, right? And she, she'll perk her ear up about nothing. And then like one time only, she like, perked her ear up and started growling. I'm like, fuck.
1: This is it. Is <laughs> something, <laughs> it? Some, something like,
2: is, something's wrong here. This <laughs> is it. We got to go explore. got to go chase it off or hopefully it's not a bear. So, um, but yeah so that was it took have, a you, little... have
0: you encountered anything uh, out there yet? not that I'm aware of so you usually let it pass <laughs>
2: like, uh, well you, you know, hear something you're like okay yeah keep I'm, not, I'm not curious by nature on those, <laughs> that kind of stuff man uh, we were hiking the last day about uh, two years ago we were in the middle way in the middle of nowhere like I'm, I'm a couple miles in um, and we just stopped for a quick lunch of some jerky and some fruit and we hear a, a crashing sound and she perks up. I looked at her. She looked at me. And she just she, she turned around. And I'm like, I'm not even questioning it. I turned and around. Let's and go. Was, go. Let's go. And I was like, well, hopefully it's nothing. Because um, I'm trying to figure out which way the wind's blowing from and all that. Because I'm like, it's going to take us three hours to hike out. So it's something. <laughs>
0: it's like- you know, but, but it's funny that you actually uh, pay attention to what she says. Oh, yeah. Because animals, they say that animals have better instinct than us humans.
2: Well, she definitely has a way better hearing than me, and a better sense of smell. <laughs> right.
0: So, you know, just listening to what she's telling you, you're like, "I'm out." I'm <laughs> like, sure not gonna question I'm, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure like, she smells like it. a
2: bobcat or mountain lion or a bear. So well, let's go. She's. It's. She. Re- I'm sure she recognizes that's something that's gonna be bigger than her. She's like, I don't want any part of this.
1: Right. Um, How important is is she to your gym?
2: To the gym itself, uh, probably not a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the members like her, but to me, she's she's integral like I can't I don't go anywhere without her so. yeah, nice, nice. Um, yeah so I don't think I mean I think the members enjoy having her company there but um, when, I think, you had when her, I think how long you had her CrossFit dump, seven, I, years. I, I, seven years seven
1: years nice this is when I think of, of, of the gym I, I think of of, of Kai and the, well yeah the, the I, I, stuff, I try to so. post
2: her as much as I can on the Instagram and all that so yeah. people see her um, but yeah it's um that's, that's it the, the hiking is fantastic I love doing that she loves it she loves winter camping she doesn't, well, it doesn't bother her at all <laughs>
1: Well, Pedro, I got a uh, you know, just some some from us. Yeah. So you here you go.
2: Thank you. Bro. All right, you
1: yeah, can you put some good, some, some
0: some beer in there if you, or... if
1: you fill it up, I think it's like maybe four pounds that you can, you know, kinda of work
0: out. You know, thank thank you for being here with us, man. We learned no so problem. much, man. And I I hope you continue to prosper, man, and to uh, do good things, man. Because you know, sometimes it's, it's some people actually, and, and going back to what you said, some people just go into having a, a, a box just for the money, just for, like, you know, just for, like, I don't know, maybe owning something that people are into, you know, and and, and, and whatever. Whatever their, their, their idea of why they have a box is, is whatever. It's, it's their opinion, is their decision. But having people that care about members, having people that, that care about, look, man, this is what you need to do to uh, improve, man. You pay me, but you know you need to do this to actually, you know, better your life. It's not that you're gonna sugarcoat it, <laughs> all right? Sugarcoat it or tell him what they want to hear. Oh no, you're looking better, man. The guy's still the same, you know, the, the the same as two years ago.
2: You know, no, that's true. And I, I, that's one of the things when when I do compliment my members, like the coaches say something nice to me. I'm like, Dude, come on, good. it's not that bad. <laughs> you know, but uh, no. but it goes to that point. Like, I, if you're not. Doing, like, I don't give you a compliment just to give you a compliment. So.
1: Yeah. You earned it, Dude. and you could see it. <laughs> yeah, those, a lot yeah. of those compliments come from effort? Yeah, if that, you give me effort, like, it. it
2: doesn't even matter if you get a reason. Like, if, you, if I know you're pushing in the workout, that's all I really care about. Now, if you're an athlete, you know, I know you, obviously you're going gonna to get stronger. You're doing better. You're more well-rounded. you got your gymnastics down. All those improvements are very visible. Um, obviously, if you were lifting 115 pounds and you're lifting 145 pounds, you've gotten stronger. So the so the metrics there are very easy sometimes, <clears throat> but um, I mean just like unfortunately on the, on the flip side of that, if a member really wants my honest opinion, I'm like, I'm like, hey man, you're not you're not giving me effort. Yeah. You're not, right.
1: you know, all you're doing is, is it complaining it, every time there's a run. Is it hard to gauge sometimes, or is it something that you need to like yes, sit down yes, with um, them and?
2: I've been pretty <laughs> awful about that. That's that gets me in a lot of trouble because I I'll have the mentality of like, just be honest with them, tell them what's up. And they should appreciate it because you're being honest with them, and that's the Mm -hmm. last thing they appreciate is your honesty. So,
1: (laughs) So, some people don't want you to be
2: that honest. Yeah,
1: like you were saying earlier, that that's that's a big a big part of it. Uh, But is there a time that you take to actually sit down with them, like discuss their goals and stuff like that, so that you have a better idea?
2: I don't do it individually. I'll put it out there, like uh, like last year at the end of the year, I'm like, hey guys, you guys want to put your goals on an index card? Let's I'll help you guys achieve your goals. Maybe about nine or ten members did that. Okay, I went over them on like what they should do for their goals. And then let them out into the wild, so to speak, and like one person maybe.
1: Okay. So it's very, it's very little. It's more kind of like this is. These are my goals, but I don't want to necessarily do. Well, that's
2: the what it ended up being. Like, yeah. Okay, You wrote all these goals down, and I don't see. And I told you what to do to achieve your goals, yeah, and I'm not seeing you put any extra work in to achieve your goals. Um, it's almost like they want me to walk them through the hand, but I don't do personal training. It's like it's a CrossFit gym. Like, here's what you got to do. Yep. Right. right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I could do personal training, but I just I decided a while back I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, I, I worked uh, with David Parks. Uh, I was very briefly my business partner at the time. Got us fired. <laughs> Shortest career ever. We got hired as uh, athletic trainers for the Miami Pit Bulls, the ABA team that Tim Hardaway had. Mm. So I know, I know Tim. Uh, great guy. I haven't seen him in years, but um, so when you train uh, certain athletes or a certain level. Cedric Irvin he was one of the athletes I trained. He, just, he played for uh, Michigan State. He was drafted by the Lions. Nice. Um, and he was uh, back in the day. I think he's a, a coach at one of the high schools now around here. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I trained him to – very briefly he wanted me to train him to make weight so he could get his signing bonus. Um, and, yeah, I just gave him a routine to do. He did it. He called me. I yeah, got my signing bonus. It was kind of cool. It was like, you know, this is when everyone had a flip phone, not just me. And I would text him, like, hey, man, what's up? Are you playing today? And he texts me from the side, like, no, man, I'm injured, so I'm out of the game. So it was kind of cool to be able to have that relationship with with an athlete. But, um, yeah, it's a different mindset. They're used to a coach being hard on them. Yeah. And that's where I feel like sometimes in CrossFit the word coach gets overused. Like, you've never had a coach, um, and now you're calling me a coach, and I'm responding to you as a coach, and then you get hurt when I tell you what you're supposed to do. It's like, you've never been an athlete then. Mm. Um, But... Those are all, that's, those, that, that, that's a big part of the learning curves I had to learn with, with normal, um, with your average client. Yeah. So uh, especially
1: business,
2: The especially, this business aspect. <laughs> especially with the ladies, because um, uh, um, I'd walk by and I'm like, what was that? It's like, what are you talking about? That was garbage. Oh. No, that was garbage representative like, you got to do better than that. Correct. And next thing I know, she's crying. I'm like, <laughs> why, are you, why, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you did something bad. Like, so, um, I have to, now I can, I understand who to pick and choose, like how to word my, <laughs> my
0: Brother, Let me ask uh, you a question. You know, it's something that now um, I'm, I'm, I, I do, I do all the time, and uh, I'm not going to say who I do it to, but um, every time I see somebody like doing something, some type of workout or, or, or running outside or doing something, I tell this other person, my significant other, my wife. I always tell look, this person has never worked out before. This person has never run before. And um, I find that people that, like you said, that have never, like, maybe, and I don't want to get into the business of shutting people out or whatever, but um, people that have never competed before, when they are in 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 a box and you have to compete, you have to get better, you know, and you have to coach somebody, you know, coach or whatever, that they don't do it and, you know, get on their cases that they are not, since they haven't had that that uh, that connection, they feel like you are attacking them. That you feel like you know that like, that you are kind of like making them feel less, or something of. of or,
2: possibly, like I'm not sure how they take it. I just know that it's very clear they never had a coach, so they, they never, never were like involved into like right, so sports. You never played organized you know? sports exactly, ever. Exactly, man. And all of a sudden now you're in CrossFit, where they use the term coach, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to call me a coach, and I'm going to act like a coach. That comes with a critique. Correct. And you will be critiqued if you're not doing something well. Yeah. Um, so that's something where CrossFit will hold you a little bit more accountable sometimes in, uh, in their coaching than other disciplines. But it depends, again, right? Uh, personal trainers are probably a lot nicer with their one-on-one clients because mm-hmm. you want to keep that money train going. Correct. But um, dude, you don't think some of the coaches we talked about today at that high level, uh, their athletes are not doing something right. They're like, hey, look, you're not doing it. What's going on? You're, you're screwing up. What's, what's screwing going on? <laughs> you know? um, and so it's, I'm sure in the NFL locker rooms, they're not wording things nicely. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so uh, if you want to uh, compete at a high uh, level, you should expect some kind of critique from the coach. If you're just an everyday member trying to lose weight and whatever, then just try and take the coach's advice, whether it's construct, It should be constructive, but it, even though he's pointing out a flaw, he's telling you for a reason. He's trying to help you. Like, Look, you're not being accountable. You can all say all you want that it's not you, but when there's a run in the wad, I see you half-assing it. You're not giving it any effort. You know? uh, so that's like I don't. There's an underground network in my gym, uh, I, but I don't post the wads ahead of time. I try to avoid. Cherry picking up workouts as much as possible.
0: Not going because of uh, I don't like the workouts, so I'm <laughs> not gonna go.
2: <laughs> not me, <laughs> not, bro, not, not me, uh, not me, bro. <laughs> I, I go, I don't even look at the app, I just go there <laughs> <in> and <laughs> go.
0: Congratulations, and that's, that's me. I'm just Congratulations. Saying. I'm speaking for myself. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I don't guys... walk Yo, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> so, you know why, right? Professor. Yeah, do th- you know why, right? You know why <laughs> I do I that know, because I, I, I don't know, I don't care. I just go to the gym and I do what I gotta do. Exactly. exactly And that's it bro That's why I'm like Yo what we're we doing But uh, about maybe If I'm you know Park and I'm going in Then I'm looking up Okay this is what we're doing bro. I don't to <laughs> sign in Sure, <laughs> I got. I'm not asking the coach. Hey, some coach, you gotta sign me in. You always telling me to sign in. <laughs> yeah, you no, see. What well, I'm not don't, Doing sign in. I just. <laughs> but <laughs> the coach, the coach you know, uh, in. Uh, yeah, here. The, the coach also tells you like I tell the coach, hey, hey Sebastian, Sebastian. That's why he doesn't sign <laughs> in. That's why he doesn't sign yeah. in. <laughs> so but I don't want to see it because you know what? You cannot be like you said, cherry picking. Like okay, oh, we're gonna do this. I know. If I don't go to gym, it's because something is hurting me or because I something have to do with work. Yeah. But you know what? I
2: but I forget. You know, if I'm there, let's do it. I mean, you know, my gym's a no-nonsense gym. Get in there. go in there, work hard. Um, it's not like you have to go in there. And it's like, you know, you have fun with it. Get a good workout in. And if you're happy with that, I'm happy for you. Uh, but I have a, a guy that just came from the Homestead area. And he uh, he flat out goes, Peter, the gym I was going to was a selfie gym. And your gym gives me, like, more of a Rocky vibe to it. And that, that's what I want.
1: So I'm like, okay, well, welcome aboard. <laughs> I think ultimately that's what it's going to be. People are going to go in. And they have a certain expectation, and mm-hmm. it's not like you're you're telling them. It's not like you're saying, "Hey, I'm gonna hold your hand and I'm gonna treat you with kid gloves." You're, I think, pretty forward in who you are and how what your coaching style is, right? Yep. So if if maybe they kind of expect something different, even after you're being pretty blunt with them, that's kind of a little more on them. But I would say if if you're if you're coming in and and nothing is said, so there's no expectations set. So someone is coming in thinking, oh, okay, well, this is going to be I can half ass it. And I'm not, it's not that serious, and all of these things. Um, and I might bitch and complain, but that's just me. Whatever. Um, then there's going to be I think at certain at a certain point, someone's expectations aren't going to be met. Whether that's the right, person so leading the class or the person receiving the coaching. Right. Right, so... So
2: then at that point, my job, I think, is uh, you try to keep encouraging them, but then at that point, I, I feel like I turn into a lifeguard. I just make sure they don't get hurt. Right. And if they want to half-ass and them, walk out. And especially when it comes
1: to safety, that's yeah, the big that's, thing, right? Uh,
2: and then they can half-ass them and do whatever they want, but they didn't get hurt.
1: Right. Or, or maybe... Uh, Put someone else in a position where someone else is getting hurt. Correct.
2: Um, and then if they're happy, whatever, they're the ones paying for the membership. But they're, they're getting what they want out of the membership, not a problem. Right. But also, it's, um, you know, when you walk in, it's not about just that no-nonsense approach. Is just, I tell them, like, look, man, if you don't like my no-nonsense approach or all you're dealing with me, it really is for like five minutes while I'm explaining the workout. But if the programming and the environment is getting you results and getting you in shape, What's the matter that I'm not that Zumba instructor that's like, okay, yay, and I'll, you know, like, like a Hallmark card the entire hour. I didn't the back. Hey, you did great. Oh, hey, you know, oh it's my like, God. Uh, you know I, I'm not a spin instructor, like that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's a, so if, if you're getting those results and all I have to do is like, eh, he's going to be all serious at the board for five minutes, but once that's over, we're, we're in the workout. And the workouts are challenging and you're having fun with the workouts, which is really more important. If you want crappy programming and me to be like giving out like, medals and trophies every day for work that's not done? Or do you want the programming that's going to get you the results? Yeah. So, um, and trust me, it's, I'm sure I'm sounding a, like a lot more archaic than, than I actually am. But it's, uh, I have a good group of people that help me with coaching that are sometimes like, hey, Peter, you might want to go take a little walk here and come back and reset. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Um, so it's, uh, But it's always been, to this day, it's still my biggest uh, thing that I have to adapt to. Having gone from uh, professional athletes and stuff like that to just your everyday uh, member in a yep. class setting. So I used to be very, very strict, like really strict. <laughs> you were even like one minute late, you were doing burpees. Wow. And I, would, and I would enforce it. And I wouldn't care what excuse you gave me. And I was like, you know what, maybe you need to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> um, so now I have. And at the new location, I've lightened up quite a bit on certain, certain things, but. Um, you big softy. <laughs> and, uh, but then you know I just I have I'll just have some set rules where like uh you know just be respectful and I'll be respectful to you and that's it. Right.
1: So if anybody's in the Color Bay area, it's not very far uh CrossFit Thump Pedro the last name Kiros. Pedro Kiros. Uh, we will try to drop in if is, I'm in the area. Me uh, too man. I, yeah. you know. if, if
0: if you ever do man, let me know. Okay. Yeah, come want to go. Man. Drop in man. We'll do yeah. a good one. Go, please.
1: It, It'd be fun, and uh, I, r- I remember last time it was, it was like a long, longer uh, workout, uh, challenging. Running wall balls, total bars, uh, nice, nice, nice long nice. Uh, workout. Challenging it was, it was it was a good time. Nice. So appreciate you, Pedro. No, thank you. Thank you, Pedro. Man. Right, man, listen,
0: listen, man. You gotta listen to your coach. <laughs> you have to listen to your coach, man. You have to. Cause they they looking at you. They knew what you're doing wrong. They knew they, they they know exactly what you need to work on. They they actually want the best for you. All right. So if you don't listen to your coach, and you're gonna be sorry to say a woos, woos, that's the word <laughs> whoosh you know weak then you know what you're not gonna gain what is that your target you're not gonna a- a- acquire your goals. And that's what um, CrossFit is about, man. Um, you have to you, of you of have to see difference. You have to, to see difference, man. You have to see the difference, man. And if you're not acquiring a difference, you know what? <laughs> you, you're not doing anything in a, in a box, in a CrossFit box. I'm
2: sorry. Also, uh, and just to add to that point, if you're like 20, 21, 22, 23, just keep in mind, man, your coach is 51.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he knows more than you, bro. It's, not, well, it's
2: not, not that necessarily. Yeah, there's going gonna to be a generational difference in – what I think, you know, it's like, you know, I just think like Rocky, you know, Mickey had Rocky chasing a chicken. Like, who the hell does that? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? man. But it's going to do something for you, man. <laughs> so it's Chase like,
0: the
1: freaking chicken, bro. You're going to
0: acquire speed, all right? The, the speed is there. The <laughs> 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 so It's uh, uh, a
1: good warm-up, the of the, the, the chicken warm-up. We do
0: that. Um, oh, yeah, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, I don't know. But yeah, appreciate it. Um, no, thank you, Pedro man. Whoa. and
2: We got- We're <laughs> signing out. Woo!